0: welcome to the weekly roar i'm grant brunner i am jared russo this is episode 761
1: jared you think about any animals today you know grant i am mostly because uh these x-files episodes had quite a lot of animals in them so mm. invisible elephants invisible uh, there was an alligator mm-hmm. yeah all, all sorts of stuff um a a uh, an alligator man <laughs> well he's a man not not quite an animal but oh we're all animals jared You know, I don't really think that was, like, you've asked me this question several times on this podcast, like, what animal Mm -hmm. are you thinking of? Never did I think, what person am I thinking of?
0: Mm Mm-hmm, but uh,
1: the dangerous, most dangerous game, Um, man. Every week I would just say, like, my ex, who I'm still in love with.
0: (laughs) That's not depressing. That's not a depressing way to start off a show at all. Uh, I'm thinking of <laughs> the, the the neighbor dog uh, who uh, has moved in and uh, barks at fucking midnight now. So that sucks. Oh. It's not great. It's right there. They're positioned right next to uh, my bedroom. So it's where I'm trying to sleep. Don't love that. Uh, we watched five episodes of The X-Files. <clears throat> And it was uh, Colony, Endgame, Fearful, uh, Dead Calm, and uh, Humbug, and those are episodes sixteen through twenty of the second season. We are we are almost at the end of uh, the second season. Um, What are your? I have opinions on this week's episodes. What are your? What what are your? What's your? What's your overall thoughts before we get into the specifics?
1: Um, A back-to-back cool Mm two-parter, a dud, a really weird one, and then maybe the funniest episode of the entire series. But I'm not quite sure any of these hold up to great. You know, there's a Seinfeld episode where Elaine kidnaps a neighbor's dog for barking and gets rid of it, right? Like, Mm. should we should we enact that plan?
0: I I, no, I don't. I'm not interested in the dog. I am interested in the dog not bark Oh, no. No one's killing any animals here. It just goes missing. I just, uh, just, um, what, or hear, hear me out. What if the dog barked, um, at an earlier point in the night? Like, let's say at like 930 at night.
1: You'd have to teach it sign language of 600 words to, to negotiate with it, to reason with it.
0: Um, I was so fucking bored um, <laughs> through most of these until, we, until there is one, and I'm sure you can immediately detect the one, um, that was like, okay, hey, breath of fucking fresh air. Um, but oh my god, it was a, it, like it's huge swaths of this week of this of this um, uh, sw- uh, collection of episodes—just a fucking death march. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, why are we doing this? And then, and then you get to the good one. And you're like, okay, this is why. This is why we're doing it. This is why. Um, so I guess let's combine uh, Colony and Ed Game together. I'll, I'll read the synopsis real quick. So here's Colony. Uh, the synopsis is after 3 identical men are killed and their obituaries are emailed to Mulder which is very funny a very funny detail <clears throat> uh, a mysterious e- a cia agent informs him that Scully uh, informs, <clears throat> informs him and Scully that the killer is an alien bounty hunter sent to destroy at the start of a, of a colony of clones. Meanwhile, Mulder, distracted with his sister Samantha, uh, distracted when his sis- sister Samantha suddenly returns. Um, and then the synopsis of the second part, is, which is Endgame, <clears throat> is Mulder and his sister race to evade the alien bounty hunter and uncover more of the Insidious Conspiracy Part 2 of 2. Um, I will say um, <clears throat> I think that we are asked in these two episodes to not think that... Or or, or to, to think that Mulder is the biggest fucking dumbass on this planet... Like we're in we're in a, a situation where there's a bunch of fucking clones, and he's like, "No, this is obviously my real sister, obviously." And Scully's like, "But Mulder,
1: it's it's pro- it's probably not your sister, right?" He's like, "Scully, you gotta trust me on this, dog." But he's blinded by his love for the missing sister. Whereas if it was anyone else, he would be more skeptical.
0: Mulder, uh, my guy. <clears throat> there's a clone plot. You're you're in, you're in a clone episode. You gotta you gotta to be like hmm, Maybe this is a clone of my sister. Also, I, I know that there is, we have a little bit of the context of this is a long running TV show. <clears throat> there are many, many, many more seasons. But you could probably even tell at the time that Mulder, you know, like Mulder's sister being missing is like a big driving thing of like what makes the character who the character is. She probably isn't just gonna pop up. Like, she probably isn't just gonna be like, surprise, I'm here. And that's like how they resolved that. Arc. so it, it's a little bit of a, like a like okay I know that this is not going to actually do anything but here we are we, we, here we are for an hour and a half of this thing that I know is not going to resolve any of the, any of the things it isn't if it was a fun thing that that didn't resolve the arc it would be one thing but it, it just like uh, like to make the thing work Mulder has to take stupid pills
1: you you got that all out of your system you're all good
0: yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck these episodes.
1: Um, well, out of all the two-parters we've seen, mm-hmm. this is easily the worst. Mm-hmm. But I still like a two-parter. I still like that there's, like, enough story and enough twists and turns that you can take two episodes, and it's mm-hmm. still involved with either Scully or Mulder's, like, it's 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 personal to them. It's still involved with their backstory. It isn't just a two-part killer of the week or mm-hmm. weeks. Um. I will say that there killer was... Killer of the Fortnite. That is correct. Like, I understand, like, your concerns about, like, the how incredulous all of this is, but we're also watching the X Files, and there are like a hundred different types of aliens. Like,
0: yeah, but like Mulder doesn't have to be an idiot all of a sudden. Like, he doesn't have to. Like, when your when your plot runs on, what if the main character, who's usually like hella smart and is able to just like immediately nail down things before anybody else can, what if they're real fucking stupid? Is <laughs> uh, like, it's not like a, like a problem of necessarily of believability. It's more like um, this isn't fun to watch a character a character who's usually pretty smart, like actively make the decision that you as an audience member know is wrong. I don't find that fun.
1: I I understand where you're coming from. But for me, like when a major plot point about like this killer constantly is hunting people down and at all times the response is like, well, how do we find them? Don't worry, he'll find us. I find that to be badass and not like plot hole worthy. Mm hmm.
0: I, I i I'm not trying to like to say like and and bec- because they left the Starbucks cup in the in the game of Thrones, therefore uh ding that's not what I'm saying, but it's just like I don't know you could have told this sto- you could have told a story where a clone of Mulder's sister comes in a more interesting engaging way to me. Um, but whatever, it's it. Th- th- these certainly aren't the worst episodes <laughs> in the run. Um,
1: no, 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 no. But there was a lot of moments that I kept running down that were unintentionally funny that I wanted mm-hmm. to bring up with you because I I find that like I'm enjoying ser- some episodes out of irony, which mm-hmm. is something that a lot of people tend to do. They like to not hate watch, but just like let's watch this thing to make fun of it. Yeah. Even though we do genuinely love the X Files.
0: Yeah, and I think that you know, go. I think both of us knew going in that like, listen, there's going to be. A like things that we sincerely like love like this is like really fun entertaining things and there's going to be shit that's real
1: hokey uh do you know who the actor is who plays the main bad guy in this arc i
0: don't the 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 main the clone the clone of the, yes. the four
1: clone person yeah okay who's that i don't know the man's name I'm, i could look it up to you know give him credit but he played shao Kahn in mortal Kombat annihilation no yes he did that man does not look like <laughs>
0: I mean, I was like, whatever. It's fine. I'm sure you do a bunch of makeup. It
1: doesn't look like he has, like, the build of a Shao Kahn. I saw Mortal Kombat Annihilation two times in the theaters when it released. <laughs> One of those was at wow. a dollar movie theater because my dad took me. And I'm telling you, I saw him in this episode and I immediately went, is that Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Good for him. Getting work. I'm actually going to look this up now. Uh, Mortal Kombat boy, it did not pop up on that first, wouldn't you know it. Uh, yeah,
0: there, it turns out there are better Mortal Kombat things.
1: Yeah, Brian Thompson. Good for him. Good for you, Brian Thompson. He plays get- the alien bounty hunter on the X-Files. Fucking get paid.
0: Um, and, you know, so that that's colony endgame. Uh, anything else you wanted to say about these two? Oh, well, I, so uh, the one thing that I wanted to say is, like, I have, like, a, uh, a big frowny face to make about, like, setting it, it like, with a, an abortion clinic as, like, as somebody who's, like, fucking risked his hide and hair to like, go help abortion clinics, like giving, and even, even in a fictional thing, giving conspiracy theory assholes, right wing dickheads, um, like fetal tissue, like so even just saying the words fetal tissue, I feel like is just, uh, giving, uh, weaponry giving ammunition to the worst humans on this fucking planet and I think that part sucks.
1: Yeah, there's there was a whole like stretch of like I don't want to say late 90s but like early 2000s like stem cell research stuff on South Park when like that was yeah. like a big deal Um, I wasn't totally getting those vibes because that was very more pointed Yeah,
0: it's more like they're saying keywords that I know terrible people are going to like those those, those words are weaponized. I don't necessarily think if like this show existed in a vacuum and there wasn't cultural shit around it i don't think that like those words are terrible but i do think that like when you when like if you search like a, i'm sure like if you search like a, like some um uh, like shitty uh all uh, here's here is why media proves abortions evil oh, that like God. you just like you just have like a clip of the x file saying like fetal tissue and it's just like the the evil youtube like monolith of right wingers just I'm sure i'm sure it's in there somewhere
1: hilarious uh speaking of hilarious I'm gonna rattle through uh only a few of the notes I wrote down for these uh for these two email in the year 1994 1995 mm-hmm. so funny to me so funny. I love what, it. that, that, that,
0: that they're it like, here. and they, they electronically yep. nailed it.
1: Yeah, it, it just warms my heart. Um, all the clones being called Gregor reminds me of the vault in Fallout 3 where all the clones are named mm-hmm. Gary. And but they just also, go around going, Gary,
0: Gary. But also, it, I'm sure that it is named Gregor because it is referencing Gregor Mendel, uh, kind of the person who... who Basically gave us our the our very basic underlinings of what genetics are and how like heredity works. Nah.
1: So. Gary from Fallout. <laughs> Gary. It is a Gary
0: Gary from Gary. Fallout and Gregor Mendel, um, the monk who likes to hybridize peas. Uh, uh
1: the bad guy jumping out the window, and then Mulder saying, He's moving. Extremely mm, funny. Mm. Uh Stratego, a mention of Stratego, my favorite board game. Thumbs up yeah. to that. There was a death stranding BB, like a baby in a in a backpack kind of thing.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> it's ahead of its time. It wasn't. Uh, right. It's is X Files the first strand game?
1: I was. I was just about to make the joke that it was the first strand TV show. Um, <laughs> There's only so many jokes you can make about Death Stranding. Fox Mulder uh, in his apartment, and then the boss comes in. Why is it so dark in here? Orders for my ophthalmologist.
0: Yeah, so ch- shut the fuck up, Mulder. That killed me. That killed me. That was so good. Uh, early, uh, also early in in the end in Endgame, the second part. Um, one of the clones come in. I, I I'm trying to remember the the exact details, but a, a clone comes in and meets Scully, and Scully fucking eats. Shit. They like, punch her in the face and she yep. just, like, ragdolls. Amazing. It's fucked up.
1: Uh, other quotes I wrote down that were very funny to me was, uh, unironically, he's an alien. That was, that was, that was good. Just, like, a whole, like, I'm just gonna explain th- this away. It's just like, he- he's an alien! Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, the quip never slept better. That made me chuckle. Mm-hmm. And I like Scully's glasses. So, that's literally all the notes I wrote down for this episode. It was just, like, very stupid things that I kept noticing because yeah. otherwise it was, like, a media Joker, like thriller with like a lot of twists and turns. And hopefully the actress of the sister comes back because she was pretty good. Like, it's yeah, hard she to was play fine. Than one version of yourself, but yeah,
0: yeah. And like, so I don't think the performances were necessarily bad. I just think they were given very like
1: uninteresting things to do. Oh, I mean, perform. I mean, they they let Fox Mulder cook. Man, they they let David Duchovny go nuts in these episodes. <laughs> I <laughs> do think that that watching
0: the X Files, like the whole thing, and then talking about it is a is a incredible uh, argument in favor of shorter seasons that we have, that we tend to have now, and also, like, that British TV has had for a long time, of like, what if we, what if we cut this shit down, and we didn't have a bunch of filler bullshit, and what if we just had the ones that were, like, the ones that, I don't even mean, like, they all have to be, they all have to be, like, mythology episodes, I just mean, like, what are the good ones? What are the good, interesting ones? They can be Monster
1: of the Week, but are they good? Not just, we gotta crank out 24 of these fuckers. I mean capitalism just make Mm -hmm. more of the thing and if it gets ratings then the quality can dip because you're putting out more shows and more more commercials to sell
0: and if 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 this was a podcast if it was if if it was x-files was a podcast i would probably buy that because it's like well whatever i can just leave it on but it's a tv show i gotta like i gotta stay at least i gotta like pay at least some amount of attention to it and not just leave it in the background if you're wasting my fucking time, I'm not having it. I'm 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 mad about it. It's not like it's not like a uh, an ill edited podcast where you can just be like ah whatever I'll finish this tomorrow. Um, it's like no, here's forty five fucking minutes. Is this good? And the answer to the last couple the the back end of this of this season seems to be mostly no. It's not very good. Well, speaking of waste of time, let's get to the next one. Uh, fearful symmetry. This is the elephant one. This is the invisible elephant one. Do you, do you really hate the invisible
1: elephant one? Oh, the invisible the invisible elephant was was after that. I was I was talking about the boat one.
0: Uh, so the boat one is the is is. 19 so it's it's the i mixed that up all right no i like i like the elephant one yeah it's fine It like especially like especially what is a sandwich between um it's fine i think that it is it is like a (laughs) it does a little bit of the thing that they did with like the eco terrorist episode where like whatever there was like um i don't know like evil bugs or whatever (laughs) that that uh swarmed people um where they're like listen we think we, we understand why someone would not want elephants and like animals to be caged up but like the, the, the camera and the storytelling are, p- are p- pretty they're pretty hostile towards like the the person who's like hey maybe don't like strap elephants down they're like he's an
1: extremist we hate him we don't like him i don't <laughs> it's i don't know how many like events happened over mm-hmm. the course of like our lifetimes were like environmental terrorists and like like i'm trying like i I feel like there was an era where it was like anti-whaling and like tree huggers, and like the Simpsons did episodes about this, and like it was like more of a thing. And I feel like that's like not the case
0: anymore. Yeah, no, no. I I, I want to say that I was I was just um reading a thing about it about how um shocking it has been how little um like violence there has been around um the the lack of movement on climate change because like in the like in the 1960s and even like to some extent in the 70s and 80s like people were doing straight up like well nobody's going to do nobody is doing anything about this we're gonna do straight up terrorism like we're gonna fucking bomb your shit um, and just and like not to say that people aren't acting but they're acting in in recent years very peacefully not not in any not in any violent way like well, the, people will people will paint
1: be on paintings
0: yeah well, yeah okay. but like like there will be people who are like doing protests on pipelines but they're like they're like standing there and like trying to like prevent progress by like standing they're not they're not blowing anything up they're not like they're not one they're just they're super duper not um attacking humans and two they're not even damaging property. Like, the most that they do is, like, slow things by, like, their existence, um, which has been pretty interesting. And so, yeah, I mean, like, I think that it is the, like, these things that you see, like, referencing it in The Simpsons and and referencing it in The X-Files, is people who were alive in, like, the sixties and seventies being like, these is a this is a thing that people did, and I'm going to reference it, but in our lifetime there has been extremely
1: minimal. What happened to us? Gen yeah. Xers stop caring and then we just went like, hey, that one blackfish uh, documentary closey rolled down. Pace clothed, everyone. Let's move on. Like, I don't know. Um but yeah, this this was this was an okay episode. It was fine. Um more unintentional and sometimes intentional humor that I found quite I feel like that's like maybe now my favorite part is like if I, if you can make me laugh mm-hmm. like I just now consider you like not a horrible episode like mm-hmm. I mean a lot of this stretch was boring but like the little nuggets of gold that I get I get to write down on my little notes on this piece of paper I keep uh to, to tell you about delights me to no end and that's like unless it's a great episode that's typically the, the main takeaway which was yeah it was fine but boy remember that one dumb thing Mulder said out loud that was funny <laughs> he, he does like to say dumb thing
0: what I want to know is is how what, like what the the processes and the logistics are when they the shooting that scene where the tr- the truck and the and the elephant are like running at each other and the guys breaking and the elephant goes like right up to the edge of it like, I would love to know, like, what logistically they did to I mean, because obviously, like, there are two things that are composited to each other, but, like, how, how did they shoot that with the ele- elephant? Like, what what were they doing to, like, was it, like, a like plexiglass that the elephant came to? Was it, like, a like a, a banana on a string or something? Like, I would love to know
1: what how they did that. I want to give elephants more credit being smarter than a, a banana on a string, but...
0: uh um, oh, but, like, here's where you stop the elephant. I think that that's giving the elephant, like, the elephant's hitting its cue, like... It's marks, that's right yeah yeah so like i'm telling you i'm arguing in favor of the
1: elephant being good at acting oh i mean no doubt uh considering i also just recently watched the movie in which there was uh an elephant in hollywood and the actors were hitting their marks and the elephant was shitting on the actors literally and figuratively uh that's a great movie i might talk about that after we finish up with x files um (laughs) this was just a very very 90s episode like references to bill clinton and references to like mtv sports And, yeah. like, it, it got to the point where, like, I think we were joking in in a chat, not on the podcast, about, like, would they reference Donald Trump offhandedly in, like, a cultural way? And, like, they've already done that with, like, Clinton. Yeah. So, like, I would not put it past them to start doing more of those sort of, like, name drop type of things uh-huh. going forward.
0: Definitely. And I think specifically... Uh, like, act. Uh, you know, we had that conversation, but then hearing it out of the mouths of like, uh, it was. It's the. It's the. Um. Oh, what the hell are the names? Um. The not the Watchmen. The um who watches the watchman yeah what the fuck whatever justice the league yeah there was the just how did the name of the justice league the 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 um lone gunman out oh, of the mouth of the gunman, lone gunman does. um like oh yeah you could definitely hear like after hearing them say like bill clinton's wig or whatever or bill clinton's <laughs> hair thought, yeah um uh i'm like yeah i could immediately hear those fuckers referencing uh the the trumps at some point like uh, listen Mulder what am I supposed to do to develop
1: this this new tech I'm not Donald Trump over here listen uh, anytime I can get that one creepy lone gunman uh, to hit on Scully being like uh, hey tell her I'm buff now hilarious yeah. Uh, Mulder's quip about be- it being black hole season hilarious like I just need more cheesy cringeworthy comedy like I just want to extract all of it and just get like a montage and just watch it over and over because this show can be quite the comedy when it wants to be just because of how silly a lot of these plots are like an invisible elephant that ultimately just gets blamed on aliens and then a gorilla disappears Um, not a satisfying conclusion and, and no. a lot of the episodes coming up also have horrible not satisfying conclusions even with the character there to be like hey maybe some mysteries weren't meant to be solved Uh, and then like just like a big deus ex machina that like saves uh, mm-hmm. Mulder and Scully from like the, the boat thing just like not great ends to these no. episodes nope not Not at all. Yeah, fearful symmetry, uh, not good. Also, I feel
0: like if this was made 10 years later, there would definitely be a, like, an Edison topsy reference, right? Like, it would be like, you know Thomas Edison, he shocked an elephant to death
1: i i guess so i i figured there would be more like 24-esque action sequences like they have to fight the elephant or something like in a shootout i don't know i just they're torturing the elephant
0: it's like it's like the casino royale they're 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 whipping the elephant's balls. balls yeah uh daniel craig got your balls out in the first fucking uh, good for him yeah good for good for your
1: balls Daniel. he's married to rachel vice he has nothing to worry about
0: is that uh, he's also in those uh those ryan johnson movies yeah he's he's benoit blanc the world's greatest detective i saw the first one i liked it i should watch the second one. Oh, oh you'd love the second one you'd love it i'm sure I, I i like it's one of those things like i intend to see it like i eventually i will see it but, but knowing it you
1: you would personally like the second one more than the first one uh
0: and that's, that's what, I mean, that's high praise because the, I yeah. think the first one's pretty fucking good.
1: Oh, uh, just you wait.
0: Uh, all right. Let's, let's get to this boat episode. Dead before. calm. Dead calm. It's so It fucking bad. sucks. It fucking su- it's, it's so bad. So- it's, it's, the, here's, here's really what it is. It isn't even that it doesn't make sense. It's, or that le- like it's quote unquote poorly written. It's just so boring. It is the most boring thing. And it, it's very navel gazy. But to no end, to like, to there's there isn't like, and that's like really interrogating like the human spirit. No, none of it. It's just boring. Is this a contender for the worst episode of the show? I well, it's probably like the. I I think it is. If you want, if it was, is it the most boring episode of the show? I would say yes. I think you could probably like some of the some of the episodes are like problematic enough that you're like ah, let's skip this like if I was giving a watch order like I would probably say skip this because it's boring but there are some of them that are like problematic enough that I'm just like maybe maybe just don't watch this because it gives me icky feelings
1: Yeah, I, I, this one was like hard to watch cuz I just didn't enjoy seeing them in this awful old people makeup for long it, stretches
0: and And you also know that it's not going to stay. Like Yeah. Like it it is it is episode 19 of a 24 episode season. Even even if you were in the context of I'm in 1994 or whatever, or 1995 instead of now. You'd be like, well, Walter and Scully are not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna like super age and then die. Like we know, we know that's not the case because
1: it's a it's a serial television show. There's no stakes. There's no. Tension. It it wasn't as fun as the as them film Old, where there's a beach that makes you old. Um, this like had the premise of like it starts off kind of like Jaws, or they like get a guy's like I'll be captain of your ship for ye, and then it just dissolves into nothing, and it sucks. And Jared, this is them doing
0: Death Stranding. If this is Timefall. The like the water is literally the thing that's making it, this is this is God literally Timefall. Right.
1: Damn this me, is you're just right. Death Stranding. Damn it. That's where Kojima got was is from the X
0: Files. Uh, I, apparently, I didn't think about it until until now. Like, it, it, I didn't think about it in like as I was watching it. But now that I do think about it, and we reference today O I'm like, yeah, this is the their dog of, of timefall.
1: Um, Kojima X. Files. okay i have to oh my god
0: well could you imagine if hideo kojima like wrote and produced an x files episode
1: apparently this it would be, be incredible deep throat in metal gear solid inspired by x files
0: but also inspired by reality um, by
1: you know the nixon and Watergate. Uh, yeah. I-, I gotta send you some of the- these things that i'm i'm finding uh about, about deep throat? No, about Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> okay, okay, and, okay. And the media influences that he just kind of took.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, listen, that guy is not. He wears it on his sleeve. That he's like not subtle. He he's he's watched movies. He's watched TV shows. Yeah, like, he loves he, them. he loves them, and he will reference them. He will just he will just make the main character of his fucking like prestige thing just like well, you know, I really Escape from New York's really good. It's really good. So what if um what if my main character was just the guy <laughs> <laughs> for
1: what if my whole personality was just ripping this movie off yeah uh,
0: man i mean i kind of love it, 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 it in, a, in a way it, it is a it is a good artist borrow great artist steal
1: thing like the brazenness of hideo kojima makes him great he he is like the master sampler like of video games like he'll he won't just like take a beat he'll just take the sample of the song and just use it and it's like that's that's the whole song now i'm just gonna use that one part of the song um can we get yeah we i'm not i'm not gonna take and move on to 20 yeah well i mean other
0: than to say then like fuck man and also and, and i think it, you are dead on is that like they resolve it in the laziest way possible oh it's so dumb i mean That's i guess so it's dumb. better than if it was like super spelled out and you watch their skin like snap back into good quality but like fuck it was like watching the end of that was just like why did i why did i waste my time why did you waste my time chris carter
1: I like, I like, I like Mulder, like, you know, when she's like, oh, it's like sardine juice and, you know, the water from a snow globe. And he just goes like, "Mm." you know, like that. That was cute. But otherwise, no, fuck this episode. Let's move on. Yeah,
0: fuck, fuck. I mean, like, yeah, it's real bad. It's Humbug, though. um, Kind of. It's not, it's not without any criticism. Like, they do the thing that we've talked about before, which is that they're like, we know that if we talk about, like, the history of circus freaks and little people and things like that, we know that we're going to get criticized. So we're going to say all these things up front about, like, like people who work at sideshows are like good humans they're like they're like normal people like you and me little people are like deserving of human rights so like they say all that stuff up front and they're like okay cool now that we said all that stuff up front we want to have a circus freak episode (laughs) so i do think that there is like a little bit of side eye with that however the the quality of the writing and the qual not just the right so like the writing's really good but also the way that it's shot and edited it's so, so much more interesting. It just, it, it, like, in every aspect of it is more interesting than the last four, probably the last, like, nine episodes we watched.
1: This is the funniest episode of the entire series so far because of the writing and the way that they use editing for jokes. Like, it has a real Edgar Wright sense of, like, juxtaposing two images and doing, like, a really hard cut to, like, make the audience laugh. Um, It is, like, so well done. It's so handcrafted compared to all the other sort of bog-standard stuff. Like, there have been episodes in the past that I've liked visually, and there have been, like, really interesting things that they've done uh, with the camera, and just, like, with, with its imagery. But this episode, I was, like, taken aback by by how it draws your eye into the frame in a lot of places. Oh, even yeah. though a lot of it is kind of hard to watch, especially if you're not into, like, a guy with hooks in his chest, which freaks me out. But yeah. this this episode was great. There are a lot of really fan fantastic funny jokes um not even that Mulder get like other characters get funny lines Um,
0: they're also not not just like jokes like they wrote a funny line but just like like ridiculous premises and like 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 you're just you're just presented with a ridiculous thing that is good like the the guy popping out from under the the casket yeah it's not really it's not really a joke but it's very interesting and very funny
1: it's fantastic and everyone gets off except for them two, and he just goes boy i can't wait for the wake. it's it's, it's good so good
0: so it's written by a guy named uh darren morgan who who as so far what we have what we have seen he has only written one other episode uh before humbug and that is blood and that is the that is the episode where the the screens are telling people to murder oh i love that one so um he he certainly has like a a like a, a a wacky a writer for like the wackier episodes
1: like i could see i i I can see his sensibilities like deadpan material. Yeah. Uh I I, I gotta look this guy up. I, I like his stuff.
0: Uh, yeah. And then, so he, it looks like he does three episodes for the third season, an episode of the fourth season. And then in the 10th and 11th season, which are the, like the much, much more recent ones he does, he is a writer director for one episode each.
1: God, so the, 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 the bit where they go into the hotel and the hotel manager is explaining, like, you know, like obviously to a mid nineties audience, but just like, you know, about assumptions and how people look yeah. and, and, and then he's, like, he's like,
0: "I assume that you're a fucking cop."
1: But I am an FBI agent. Yeah. God, like, I, that mm. floored me. That entire sequence—it's really
0: good. It's really good. Like there, there, absolutely, there, there are just like there are just a number of really excellent, like like excellent, smart scenes in in this episode. It is it is good in general? And I do want to see Kim Manners. He let's see what he's the he's the director, and so he's only done. um one other episode and that's um uh the Handivillet um and that was from la- we watched that last episode and that was uh episode 14 of season 2 that is um uh after a teenager is ritual- ritualistically murdered in a small town Mulder and Scully are caught up in a secret occult practice local PTA a substitute teacher with oh, that, right oh, that's, yeah yeah this is the it this was, is the like the satan famous. the yeah. yeah 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 um which i don't remember but i don't remember that being shot shot in any like distinct way but i guess if you're if you have a like a uh, like a weird script you probably are um empowered to to give you give it more dy- like a dynamic sense of like hey we're gonna have a scene where it's like where it, 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 it's kind of like not quite a Dutch angle but like it, it's a little bit off while, while a character with, a, with tattooed
1: puzzle pieces is like gnawing on a fish. Dude like him jogging and just like that sequence where like no one says anything yeah. is breathtaking and so is the way that they film Scully talking to like the museum curator mm-hmm. where they have different parts of his body in certain like mirrors like yep. do you know how hard that is to pull off and like how effortless it seemed it was mesmerizing uh, what an episode I, I mean if you can get over yeah like the the whole like geek and the axe and all that stuff like this this was a great blending of real world talented people who are very mm. good at what they do and kind of shedding a light on like I, I mean like maybe like like mentally handicapped people like it just seems like maybe like not all the characters are, are all together but it's this odd community of people who like are very good at this like very weird thing that like Almost seems like out of favor now. It's just like completely like you only see it in, in movies. Um, you know, they talk about PT Barnum and Bailey. Yeah. But
0: it is weird because like that has changed, but that has changed in our lifetime. I remember yeah. going to the to the Delaware State Fair and there would be they would have like freak show things. Like they would just be like here, here's here's a here's a little person pay us, pay us 25 cents If you want to go scare at a little person That's a, liter, a literal thing That was at the Delaware State Fair for fucking Years and probably Way later than I even remember it being It was probably the mid-aughts before that went away
1: Yeah it, it is bizarre That like I would be taken to the circus As a kid and It just seemed like not even with like Any sort of it wasn't like a technological Thing or it was like remember phones tied to the Wall it was just like when a, remember
0: society Oh, uh, when we were terrible. Have
1: you seen Society today?
0: Um, yeah, yes, yes, yes. But it was like pay twenty five cents to go gawk at a little person is a
1: literal thing. I while well, progress has been made, obviously, but uh, yeah, this episode's great. Uh, this this I'm trying to think. Was there any other standouts so far this season? Like, is this like just going to be like the presumptive best episode of the season?
0: Maybe. I so I do think it's 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 easy to forget that earlier episodes, like the in the first two uh chunks that we did there were some pretty good ones because they they had like ideas they had like mythology stuff um And, like, because, like, Scully got abducted and stuff, and those were pretty good.
1: Yeah, those were, Um, but, like, the way we watched the show, it's so slow, like, uh, it's like, I can't remember, you know, anything past, like, the block we just did. Yeah. Um.
0: So, there was stuff earlier in this season that was good, but, yeah, I do think that this is just a a standout, like, just a a really fucking good episode. Um. Just, like, well, well done, and I would be like well why can't you make more like that like obviously it's not as like easier said than done or whatever but like here's 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 a framework that you could have of like here's this tone that you can hit which is not to say it's the only tone the show should have but it's like what if like one every five (laughs) episodes had this tone that would be nice wouldn't it be nice
1: some consistency
0: yeah, uh, and so I, I'll, I'll look up, I'll, uh, the, let's see if I can get to the second season and see how many. I think, I think that we have four episodes left of the second season. Me, uh, yeah, it's four, gotta be four. Oh no, it's, five. it's, it's five. Yeah, so we have, oh, okay. we do have, we have, we, it is, we do have, uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yep, we have five more to go. So we all, we'll have another chunk, and then we'll be done. In season two, I think we we got through season two in a pretty a pretty decent chunk, a pretty decent decent pace. Let's keep it up. Um, and then we only have nine more seasons to go.
1: Hey, are we gonna commit to that or? 327 uh, well, you know on the ups-
0: like- so it's actually not that bad i've done the math and also to be fair the later ones are shorter they're not as long as the the early 90s ones like especially when they bring it back they're like fucking like six episode seasons
1: but if if they're not good then mm, is it even worth it
0: i think that they're good I, so like my understand so this is the consensus and obviously what your personal taste compared to the consensus take is is going to vary But I do think the, when they brought it back for two seasons, like one in like 2016 and one in 2018, something like that the, when they brought it back, it was like, the first time was like, okay, this is okay. like This is pretty okay. And the second one was like, no, this is pretty good. Like, hey, this is, they did a good job. Um, the, the movie is, the second movie is my
1: understanding is the real piece of shit that people really, really don't like. Why do I get a vibe that it's like, it's like Mulder and Scully's wedding and it's like a weird like Spider-Man clone saga or like Mephisto comes in and like offers Peter Parker like a deal to like erase people's memories and stuff. Been I just I don't know
0: what what if the second X Files movies was was Spider Man three um that would be cool uh let's talk about um well do you you, any other things you've been watching you want to talk
1: about um so the movie that I alluded to is called Babylon Mm. and. That movie blew my socks off, uh, but this is not a movie podcast, so I could I could be here for a while going on and on about. Yeah,
0: that. Get, you know, give me the give me the rundown on on what what like the, what's the what's the the pitch line, and then what about it, like really stood out to you?
1: Uh, okay, so it is from uh, writer director Damien Chazelle, who has already won best director for La La Land, and he won some Oscars for Whiplash, which I really loved. Um, and this three hour bomb at the box office called. Avalon is about the roaring 20s and the talkie era of Hollywood and is the closest emulation of like Goodfellas or Wolf of Wall Street anyone has ever made not named Martin Scorsese where it is just a breakneck cocaine fueled thrill ride and then only at the very end do like consequences finally like catch up to all the characters and it's bold and audacious and like beautifully edited and has some like standout performances from people who I've never even seen. Let alone heard of before. Um, I I thought that the sort of like Oscar picture, like the the year-end best of, has been sort of set in stone for me. Like every everywhere, everything everywhere all at once. And then there was just like everything else. Mm -hmm. And then I saw this movie because it just came to Paramount Plus because it had come out like super late in December and it like got nominated for nothing. And I heard like very mixed things. And I saw it and I was like, this might be one of the best movies I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I'm floored. by Babylon in a way that like in 10 years we might look back and go like was that a masterpiece like it is wild
0: did it review poorly or did it just not do well in, in terms of money
1: it did horrible in terms of money horrible timing horrible Oscar campaign horrible marketing and in terms of reviews it is like completely one or the other this did not work and it's three hours and it's a mess or oh my god I have to tell everyone I know about how good this is which is the camp that I fall into
0: I think I'd rather have that than like the the like broad like hey this is like a pretty solid most people are gonna like this like 7 out of 10 I would much rather have the like nines and twos
1: yeah this this is like a real 10 or a 1 this is like a, a Darren Aronofsky's mother it's like you will either love this movie or this will be the worst thing you've ever seen and you will never shut up about how much you hate it
0: yeah those are like way more interesting things like not just movies but like books and games and stuff where like when people have like strong like divided reactions to it it's like okay because it's saying something and like you might not like what it what has like how it's chosen to say it or what it's saying but like it has a viewpoint like it is doing a thing and that is way more interesting than like well we tried to make it as accessible to everyone
1: as we could yeah this was clearly not Oscar bait but uh boy it was clearly I don't want to say it was made to win Oscars because I mean like the premise of it being about like the magic of of movies and montage and like that era Hollywood loves to talk about Hollywood right right but Jesus some of the stuff in this movie it's like how did this not get an NC-17 like it starts with the elephant shitting on people and like an orgy and it escalates from there like there is some gnarly stuff in this film dude
0: I mean it is an interesting thing like the difference like because we exist now in a time where like, streaming things exist, but even, like, when we were, like, DVDs and Blu-rays and you could just order them on the internet, you didn't have to, like, pray that your local DVD place had a thing. It, like, allowed for weird or, like, very, uh, um, like, sexual things or whatever to exist, Like like, here's just, like, an erotic film, like, it isn't necessarily, like, porn, but, like, it deals in eroticism and has, like, actual, like, nudity and maybe even actual sex in it. Like, uh, like, I want to say, like, nymphomaniac was, like, a, a thing, like, Lars Van Trier, Trier did. Um, or and, like, Steve allows those, shame. Like, allows those things to exist, and, like, so, like, when people talk about, like, oh, movies aren't sexy anymore, like, we lost, like, a, like, eroticism, where it's like, no, we didn't do that. We're Like, it's just that, like, we don't have to have that as, like, a mainstream movie. We don't have to, like, try to pitch, like, an erotic thriller as a mainstream movie movie that you're gonna go and sit next to people in a theater to see those are like have different avenues of of watching those now so or even like it doesn't just have to be sex but like more extreme movies that maybe like an amc wouldn't be super stoked about showing um they can exist in other ways now
1: you could never put this movie on any syndicated tv channel for any reason because the amount of stuff you'd have to cut out in terms of like violence and orgies and like torture and just like animal cruelty like it is beyond the pale Ugh,
0: that sounds like a like an event. <laughs> I, and i now see it why suggests. that might be um uh divisive some people might not be down for that
1: it is unbelievable some of the stuff that i will slack you later to not spoil the premise or or, and, or like plot points of the film
0: and in some ways you, despite both you and i not really loving what they do with um last of us part 2 you can't make the argument that like they made swings they did stuff and like
1: oh, we are definitely swings. in the they're
0: yeah like stuff scenes. stuff that we don't that you and i don't think are good but but they did they did like have a perspective and tried to do a thing and tried to make a thing um that it was not trying to like please the most the most people. Um and I will give them that, even though I think that many of this this is <clears throat> many of the decisions made um were not great, and also like maybe some of the ideology is not great. Um that's still I think it's better to like try for a thing than uh try for mediocrity.
1: Grant, can, um, I, can I segue real quick into yeah. something that might go somewhere or go nowhere? Sure. Have you been watching the Last of Us TV show?
0: I have not because fuck HBO Max.
1: So the show is very, very good. Okay, I mean that's that is what
0: I've heard is that people
1: really like it. It's really well done. It's really well cast. They take the right amount of stuff from the shows or from the, or the uh, from, from the games, and they're obviously laying down more track work for part two in season <laughs> two. Um, and I, I heard some stuff about maybe Dina being referenced uh, not even referenced. like there's like a character like that like stares at ellie and like runs away and you like barely see her and people are like no, it's that's like dina. oh dina question mark they they show shimmer as like a pony they're like oh this is Sh- shimmer the pony and immediately people online are like if you know you know okay. crying okay. emoji <laughs> um, but uh, great fleshing out of, of more of the characters in the backstory and stuff. They are really laying the groundwork for two. Like, they've already gone to, like, the, the Wyoming hippie commune that, like, Tommy and the wife run. Like, mm-hmm. They've already been there and met those characters. I think her name is Maria. And, like, the precedent for that is, like, already established. And they've already, like, introduced Shimmer. And, like, they, like they're taking steps to, like, I don't know how they're going to adapt to. I don't know what they're going to include, what they're going to cut. I have absolutely no idea what you're going to do with that game apparently it's it's gonna so take brutal. Place over two seasons which is good you give it like because that game is like two games worth of plot it's a lot the, there's it. a lot of shit into so th- obviously it's going to take the over the course of seasons two and three apparently is the plan but like every interview at the end of the episode with neil Druckmann also has interviews with uh co-creator slash main writer showrunner craig mazin who did chernobyl and yeah people like that guy. people like that guy's work i listen to a podcast he does he's he's, he's really smart he's really great and Every one of those interviews at the end where he explains, like, why they change certain things from the games to the to the show. And Mm -hmm. then it always cuts to like Druckmann being like, that's such a good idea. I'm jealous I didn't think of it. And it's like, well, yeah, because Craig Mason's just like straight up better than you. But like, that's besides the point.
0: But Um, also, like, there are things that only work in a game because like you are doing it. And then if you're. That like it wouldn't make sense at all in the TV show. Like I I I am fully on board of like if you're adapting a thing, fucking
1: adapt it and change yeah. whatever makes sense to change. And so all the explanations of all that stuff is is incredible, just because it's like it seems like very smart and it seems that like Druckman is very humble and that it's like yeah he had great ideas for like how to adapt it into a show and and more power to Craig Mason and that staff. I legitimately hope that Craig Mason goes to Druckman and goes we are going to butcher that second game, and completely <laughs> rework most of it if not all of it because. I I can stomach the start of 2 all the way until you get to, like, that pivotal point in, like, a theater where all the characters move. Oh, it's so brutal. It's so fucking brutal. It's brutal. But, like, I can... I If that game ended there and that was the plot, I could stomach it. I could live with it. But the game keeps going. It keeps and going. None and- of it is worthwhile. Nope.
0: If they... If, if So if they... This is, I guess, spoilers for Last of Us Part 2. If they had gotten to the part where... Ellie and Dina are living in like the homestead. And they were living happy, and then whatever. Um, Tommy is there, being a shithead, and all that stuff. Um, if they had ended with like then Ellie like leaves to go do dark shit or whatever, I feel like if that was how it ended, that I would have been on board with that game. It's
1: even further than what I just pitched,
0: but okay. I know, I know, I know, I know. But like, I think that like if they had ended there, if they had left it on like the, like uh, an ambiguous note, yeah, like okay, th- okay. like the first one, I would have been like, okay, all right. okay, sure. But they don't. No, they, they don't. have to. They don't. Um, and it's just like, uh, dude, you could have like, and like, obviously, like, I am more of the person of like, give people like a happy ending. Like, you put people through a lot, give them like some relief, and like let them. Uh, have like some joy, and instead of just like all burdened, all sadness all the time. But even even if you don't give them like the the pure relief of like they live happily ever after, which I I get it. While you probably don't put that in the zombie game, but just like at least have it be like the ambiguous like I can't believe she did that. Like she like like not like betrayed, but like I don't even know if I have the right word for it. But like she like values this above like the peace and like relatively stable life we have, and like the frustration and like leave it there it like could have been
1: like a really strong ending. No, no. You have to have an Israel-Palestine allegory, and you have to, to have your characters make the worst decisions over and over again and almost seemingly learn nothing and have no agency. And you have to include slave traders in California. And you just have to, like... I, I, I don't know how the third game could be anything but a redemption arc for Ellie, because at this point, it's like... It almost, like, sullies Ellie I. Uh, oh,
0: yeah, I mean, no like, I reason. think... Kind of, like, the point of the game, right, is that, like, it's not like Ellie is a bad person, like, from birth or anything, she's not, it's not, like she's, it's not like she is inherently, like, in her nature a bad person, but she is a bad person because of the experiences she's had, have made her a bad person.
1: I mean, I, like, I understand that, like, there's a lot of, like, not guilt trips, but just, like, a lot of, like, the enemies when they call out for their friends by name, it's like, you should feel guilty for murdering them, and, like, but, like, in the post-apocalypse, like, the law's gone, morals and ethics are, like, basically completely changed, and it is pure about survival, but it even goes beyond survival to, like, straight-up revenge porn spite uh-huh. of porn. It's not films. Like, it's a fucking snuff <sighs> film. It's... I-, I can't believe Sony Okay, The actually,
0: way that, like, the, like,
1: the,
0: the theater, that, that whole theater act that like, you're referencing, it's... It is some of the most brutal, like, I can't, like unpleasant things. And not just, like, not unpleasant in a way that it's like, oh, it's making me feel things. It's just like... I should stop. I should stop. This is bad. I hate like this is this isn't making me like reconsider things or like feel strongly for. It. Like this is I'm I'm watching someone like brutally beat the shit out of another hurt human that like I I, I it makes me want to not it makes me want to not engage with the thing.
1: I- I, I've seen I've seen art intentionally make the person interacting with the art angry, and that's the mm-hmm. point. It's like how easily it is to make you angrier like you, something like um solo 128 days of sodom or whatever. It's like intentionally like, no, this is all fake, but like it, you know, like we're just gonna I mean, that's do the f- most fine, but you have to like to be okay with when
0: people don't wanna don't want to engage with your thing then. Like, like it, it's um, fine. You're allowed to do that,
1: but what's man. the Michael Haneke movie that he like remade? Oh funny I, yeah, funny game? Funny game of like, aren't you bad for watching this like we're gonna point that out in the film it's just like that okay i guess so like
0: yeah there was like video games did that for like there was like like yeah. a uh for a while like uh what what the, what the hell is that the the white phosphorus game oh spec ops the line yeah spec ops the line of yeah. like you killed all oh you you fucking monster you killed all those innocent people like okay well video game i didn't have an option Hey, to not kill the fucking civilians, okay? No
1: narrative dissonance. Am I right, guys? Yeah. Huh? It's huh?
0: not like, hey, Grant, do you want to murder these civilians or not?
1: Like, yeah, duh, I'm not going to fucking murder the civilians. Jesus Christ. Nathan Drake <laughs> is, a, is a serial killer who's killed millions of people over the course of those games.
0: Um, The amount of, like, so it's, not, it's not that I think Spec Ops The Line is, like, all the way bad, but the amount of credit that it got from people at the time... Makes me give some real side eye. like this is not as clever as you people think it is. Um, what about what about video games? you've been playing
1: any video games? Um, I've been dabbling in uh the Wolog demo, but I don't really have any sort of coherent cogent thoughts just because I'm not like quite through it., uh, the only two games I let you know beforehand to include for our listeners if they want to read about what's coming up on the show. I played two games that in very different ways result in it being a seven out of 10. Mm -hmm. One of those games was intentionally made as a seven out of 10, and the other one was made not trying to be a seven out of 10, but just ended up being that regardless. So which one would you like to hear about first? Uh, Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart is just like playing Splatoon, and that it is clearly people who have never made a video game before making a video game. But for Splatoon, it was endearing and it's like music, and it's art style, and the way that it does its trailers, but also just like I don't know how to go around the menus because you made the menu like a city, and I have to go to the stores, and like I'm not quite sure how to play this right, and like it feels off. Atomic Art is from a first-time developer who might be in Moscow, might be in Cyprus, might might.
0: Yeah, I think I, so. Like so, the, it is like they are headquartered in Cyprus in in the way that like lots of companies are, are headquartered, headquartered in Delaware, in Delaware despite yeah. not being in Delaware. I think yeah. they are they are a safe. Cy- incorporated incorporated company but I do think that their dev team was at least partially in Moscow.
1: So I I mean I, you can listen to Waypoint and some other places to like get all involved in that. Atomic Heart is the is such a great game pass game because it is so flawed in so many different ways that I would never pay money for it now knowing what the experience is Yeah, having fun. There's a lot of really cool stuff in it and it is like just a pale imitation of a Bioshock or a Fallout or a Deus Ex or a number Those- of other- People
0: sure did play Bioshock and say, what if we made one of those?
1: Oh boy, did they? I, I got to an underwater base and there's like, you know, some like flashback sequences and, and druggy, trippy stuff. And but legitimately some of the worst writing and voice acting and story I have ever seen in my entire life. I, I,
0: I got some of the Like people seem very confused with their choices in voice acting. Like there's people. So like my, my understanding, I've not played the game, but my understanding is it's supposed to be like they're speaking Russian. But for the user who's speaking English, it's like you're hearing it in English, but you're supposed to in your brain say they're speaking Russian. And some of the people have American accents. Some of them have British accents. And then confusingly, some of them have German accents.
1: Uh, at a certain point, I've only done this with two games. One of them was Borderlands 3 and the other one is Atomic Heart. I had to turn off all voice acting and mm-hmm. get rid of all subtitles because it was offensively bad. Like middle schoolers could write write better like I was shocked at how dumb uninteresting vulgar for no reason idiotic juvenile childish everything about the narrative in this game is and I just was like I'm gonna listen to podcasts and I'm just gonna go around and upgrade my gear and use cool powers and look at these cool robot designs and this cool world that they built that they did no effort in fleshing out other than what if Fallout but Russia had won and it was like a utopia but then an evil scientist unleashed the robot helpers to become robot villains, but also, Grant, what if all of the robots were trying to have sex with you while you were trying to kill them? Because it's real horny, and Mm -hmm. it is just too much and over the top.
0: Sounds like they know the type of person who's going to play this fucking game, which is Teenage Boys!
1: But that's who also made it, because it isn't... There isn't an ounce of, like, self-awareness or... Like, it is just, like, fucking sex robots out the wazoo.
0: Yeah, and- I've also heard it, like, kind of compared to, like, a Duke Nukem, like, or, 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 like, it's, like, Duke Nukem, asterisk, like, modern Duke Nukem, not even, like, a, where, like, this is tongue-in-cheek, they're like, no, Duke Nukem's cool, not Duke Nukem kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, it's Duke Nukem without the strip clubs and like some of like the I mean, the art direction and like the design and like the imaginative, surreal, like one of a kind kind of stuff that I've seen in this game is like, oh, my God, like you you have something here. Yeah, and,
0: like if they were making posters with 3D art, I'd be like, yeah, that's a cool
1: poster. Oh, uh, dude. I mean, like some of the stuff that is in this game, I'm just like, man, like I want like Stalker and um, what's the what's the other like Russian post apocalyptic franchise uh, oh, not, not, not um, um, Wasteland. What's the other one? It's not, I know it's Metro. Metro. Metro,
0: yes. Uh, the, cause it's like the, uh, what the fuck is it called? The, like, the something picnic. It's based on a, it's based on like a, a yeah, novel.
1: yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, like, takes that, like, to another level. Like, I mean, like, uh, graphical fidelity and like the music from mick gordon who did doom like all that stuff is like outstanding but like also just a lot of like the weird gameplay decisions they make are just like borderline stupid like yeah. no signposting they don't explain a lot of things they don't teach the player um th- there's no like tutorials it starts and media res and is bad and uh like it is just like all over the place and like the way like the map is terrible and it's also very buggy and glitchy in like a cyberpunk way of like can't put grass this didn't load this crashed. this doesn't work that's a t-pose like vis- uh, like that thing's like blinking and like isn't like it's just flittering in and out like it is wild where they spent the money on this game uh and it ultimately lands to be a 7 out of 10 and the other game is pretty generous 7 out of 10. Yeah, yeah well I didn't pay for it so that's fair uh the other game that is a 7 out of 10 is designed to be a 7 out of 10 because it is a budget game for children and it's called Spongebob Squarepants and the Cosmic Shake and it is a sequel to uh uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom which got a remaster a few years ago because people really liked that game and they wanted it back. Uh it's one of the better licensed games and that's I think The Cosmic Shake is the best SpongeBob game ever made and mm. the closest thing I can say is that it feels like Simpsons Hit & Run where it's like they they nailed the atmosphere, they nailed the references, they nailed the humor, they nailed the voice act acting and and uh you know the the, the bits from the show and they improve the platforming and it's actually I think it's shorter. It's like a good short good game and you can spend stuff on different outfits for Spongebob and it is just a delight and a joy and it's only $40 and it doesn't punch above its weight class like it knows what it is it's in and out it's if you just want a platformer and you like Spongebob uh, I highly recommend the Cosmic Shake because it is what you think it is and that is fine by me because I'm one of the biggest Spongebob Squarepants fans on the face of the earth and yes Grant if you do Google top 100 episodes of the show I come up because I'm the only one to have ever
0: on it. I'm not I'm not surprised that you would make a list that is 100 entries long that is the most Jared Russo ass thing to do that's my claim to fame it's like oh is this the best list no is it the longest list yes the, most, the most list correct. um it's very very on brand Jared um so Spongebob Squarepants started airing kind of as I was aging out of Nickelodeon um like so I have a younger sister it was on and like it's not that I haven't seen Spongebob like I've seen Spongebob But it wasn't, like, it wasn't in my uh, wheelhouse. Like, I I was already, like, kind of getting a little bit too old for that, for that demo. Um, I wonder if SpongeBob SquarePants, like, holds up to, like, a modern, like, adult watching somebody who doesn't, who, like, is aware of SpongeBob SpongeBob and has seen SpongeBob, but doesn't have, like, a ton of nostalgia about SpongeBob.
1: Uh, the first three seasons and that first movie, who it was made by a guy who created it, his name is Steven Hillenburg. Those first three seasons in that first movie so like pretty much from 1999 until like 0304 that stuff is the best it holds up it is postmodern it's got adult humor it's got a variety of like different art styles it is uh, what made the show a phenomenon and you can watch those things today and you would find stuff to to find great about it and laugh everything after that was a different showrunner a different direction from Nickelodeon really geared more towards kids year after year and like I feel like most like adult Spongebob fans who like grew up with it, don't even sort of recognize like seasons four through 27 or whatever the hell like it's a real like not even Simpsons situation because like you could technically watch modern day Simpsons like it is just like not it's a completely a different thing so you can watch the first three and and like that's that's like what we're all sort of talking about and this is this, okay. this game takes from those first three seasons that's where all the right. memes come from mm-hmm.
0: that's like instead of,
1: instead of yeah the, the stuff where it's like this is for this is for toddlers this is for babies which is fine
0: that's that is interesting all also, I do like Tom Kenny. Like, I'm a, I'm a, we have we have we have bonded over our shared love of Mister Show. So it is kind of nice to see. Like, weirdly, the Mister Show cast seems to be like wildly successful. <laughs> like, you, well, like what's the what's the what's, what's the one guy who's the 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 voice of um, Jimmy Pesto and Bob the Burgers who that who got magged out and went to the the uh, January 6th revolt, but everyone else is uh is pretty good. Like Sarah Silverman. Was on there. Jack yep. Black was on there. Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, fuck. I mean, like obviously, like David Cross and Bob Odenkirk, both uh, yeah. wildly successful
1: people. Yeah. Um, uh, Marilyn Ricecup went on to be in fucking twenty four. Tom Kenny met his wife on the show, and I can't remember the name of that one guy, but he shows up on some other stuff in Better Call Saul recently. Like and it was one of those, like, oh he was on Mister Show. I know that face. Um, a lot of character oh, Bri- actors. In, like Brian Posehn was on Mister Show. Brian Posehn was on Mister Show. That's right.
0: Um, I'm trying to think about other people. There was just a bunch of people on Mr. Show who then went on to do like pretty high profile things.
1: I mean, th- th- that is very much of the era of like the Ben Stiller show of like it yeah. had the greatest writers room ever assembled where it was like Conan guys and like it was like all these famous like writers and comedians who like became like super duper stars. I mean, like Louis C.K. got to start there and like Charlie Kaufman got to start there. And it was like all these people. And it was just like, holy God, like Ben Stiller, like or, or like the Dana Carvey show like, like the same story,
0: yeah. Or it's it's uh it is like the 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 metaphor that people give about, or, or like or like the algorithm that people give about, like oh this is like the Velvet Underground where it's like yeah. people didn't really listen to this, but man, did it have like a huge impact. Thanks, Lou Reed. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, uh the the SpongeBob stuff. Um, I I because I, it was on PlayStation Plus the first one, the the remastered Bikini Bottom one. Um, was on there and I booted up and I'm like this seems fine. I'm sure if you liked Spongebob a lot that this would be like totally up your alley
1: it was a great remaster of a very good platformer about spongebob yeah i mean it's it's nothing like i would ever like tell any other person who's like grant you gotta play this game it's just no it's just nostalgia it's good um
0: but also like it was it's like of a time because like the idea of like here's a licensed property we're gonna make a platformer of it like hasn't been the case for a long
1: time (laughs) no it now it's like uh simpson's touch go the, the yeah. one where you just like build houses and it's all just like timers and microtransactions here's
0: like, a gotcha game yeah it's a it's a match three but also somehow a gotcha game
1: simpsons tapped and uh, whatever it's all horseshit oh um, why
0: did you gotta say tap why not like a, a, a like a root beer tapper like why not a simpsons thing root beer tapper where homer's just drinking beer or whatever but you gotta play tapper
1: because they poisoned the well and they made too many simpsons wrestling and you know just simpsons road rage and all that crap i played all of those um, i'm sure most of them are shit. yeah simpsons hit and run is great That that's a great licensed game before like the batman arkham asylums so of the world like dominated but um yeah cosmic shake it's got a breath of the wild um glider that's a pizza box and it's got uh mounts and it kind of takes a couple of uh modern little dalliances and it is it's it's very good that's not bad
0: um i have been playing old games <laughs> i booted up witcher 3 and I, so like where I had, I had a save, um, and I had played through, I was up, I was in the middle of the Bloody Baron quest or quest chain because it's not just one quest, it's a bunch of quests. Um and I went and I played through all of that and I played through like the en- the end of it and then like went off to Overgrade. Um and uh play- so I I booted up so I could w- look at the the PS5 version of the game and um, there's some slight performance stuff but in general um that game runs so much better now than it did at the time. It ran like shit uh, at the time and uh it runs it runs significantly better now even if it's not perfect. It runs a lot better now and looks pretty good now. They've uh re- worked a lot of the textures and stuff so it's a it's a good version on the the new consoles Um, it's my understanding that the when they remastered some stuff for the new consoles, they ported it to the to the um, PC version, and then fuck, kind of like fucked up the PC version, which was which was like had historically run since like twenty fifteen pretty well. Um, but then when they, they did this, they kind of like fucked up the PC version. I don't know if they fixed that yet. So uh, I guess like asterisk, uh, if you're hankering for some Witcher three and you're a PC player, maybe you're gonna have a bad time. But um, Witcher three still great. Uh, and then that made me got got me thinking, man, Horizon, which is I have been on on record as saying the like the closest like follow-up like are in that mold of storytelling like, overworld storytelling horizon very much uh takes things from the witcher 3 so i started playing horizon zero dawn again and um that game is really good i'm having a great time but what it has done is in retrospect make me appreciate F- forbidden west even more because the new game, this Forbidden West, has so many more additional things that make that game fleshed out and like there's quality of life stuff. Like there's a instead you don't just have to carry every single thing you have on you. There's you have chests that you can store things on. Um having the breath the Breath of the Wild style glider, game changer. Um the the variety of weapons is huge in the second game. things are much more limited in the first game. And I also kind of forgot that the second game really Really leans into the like, mi- like, kind of like making you pay attention to. How the 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 weaknesses and strengths are, or, or like um, armors around uh, different enemies. So like okay, like you really really can't hit this with fire arrows because if you do, they're like they're not going to take any damage. Where like that stuff exists in this first game, but it is not it is not like a main part of the the way you're thinking about combat. In the second game, the the elemental stuff of the weapons matters so much more, and I think that is way more dynamic and way more interesting. And then also like the the game game looks good but like oh yeah this like the 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 performance capture wasn't there like the voice like the lip syncing is not nearly as good and like the character development and even like Aloy's performance is way more um muted in the first game at least the the opening part of the first game uh where she's so much more dynamic and sounds like so much more animated in the second game it just made me really appreciate that even though like they had so much of what makes the series good in this first game they really really did a great job in the second game it makes me in retrospect love forbidden west even more
1: where are you about ragnarok
0: uh i think i have about four more hours left okay
1: uh yeah i completely fell off that second game like so hard because it was just so checklisty and it was so similar to the first and i liked the first a, a lot and i was just like playing through the second one i was like am i even having fun with this and then by the time elden ring came out game over uh, i
0: i just like i had such a good time with it and like getting in mind you so like this game came out in like 2017 so like it had been a long time since i had played it um so like having the the, the The second game pretty fresh in my head. And then comparing it to this, it's just like, oh, this isn't even close. Like, they did so much work for the second game. The second game is so much better. It's so much more, like, interestingly written. The way that you have, like, your own little Normandy where you go back and you. Uh, like have um, much more like dialogue with your with your team and like you have loyalty quests and stuff. They they flesh that out so well in the second game. Um, I, I I cannot uh, speak more highly of Forbidden West. It's it's such a an excellent execution. They did a great job. And I it's uh, the DLC is coming out in April, so I'm pretty stoked to play that.
1: Maybe the DLC will get me to go back and and start from wherever I left off and, and reassess. But
0: I think there's going to be some quiet months. Like obviously, like May exists, which is also very funny that so the, um, like Breath of or, or the Tears of the Kingdom is coming out in May which is very funny because this first game came out right before Breath of the Wild so it's very funny that the DLC for the second game is coming out right before Tears of the Kingdom it's very funny um and that will be a big chunk. Like, May will be very busy. Uh, I don't know. At least for me, I look at, like, what the game, what the year is like for games, and I think that there's going to be some pretty dry months.
1: Uh, March has a lot of stuff. April has a few things, but it'll probably be leftovers from March. May has Redfall and Suicide Squad and Zelda, and I'm sure, like, there's, like, one other thing coming out in May. Um, Advance Wars is April. And then June has, like, Diablo and Street Fighter and Final Fantasy, and then... That just is until we get to like the announcements that are during E3 season. And then it's another six months of like, I mean, either hopefully delays or like things we don't know exist. But it doesn't seem like anyone knows what this fall is going to have outside of like a Forza Horizon and a Spider-Man sequel.
0: Or it's not it's a Forza Motorsport. Um, Forza Motorsport
1: and a Spider-Man sequel, which uh, is Starfield will probably come out this fall. I don't know when the hell that game's coming out because all the rumors kept pointing to like soon it's soon. It's soon We're gonna hear If it was soon, it soon we if,
0: if it was actually soon We would I know. They would have talked about it by now I know But like I, I think Like I, I can't I mean obviously I don't know But I And I can't say like With like certainty Like what month But like If you said like Fall for Starfield Like somewhere in fall So like It really anywhere from like Let's say Let's say September To early December I'd be like Yeah alright Sure Why uh, not
1: Can I Can I get your gut reactions Not like gun to your head But like Starfield this year
0: Yeah I think okay. it comes out this year because like they they got pretty far into it. Like we got pretty close to the release date before they bailed last Hold time. It, yeah. Um. It, and and we've heard like we've heard leaks and you know it's hard. there's always you have to take whenever there's like leak stuff. You have to take it with like a grain of salt because you you can't verify that it's true. But like you, we've heard from people that like the leaks of people who have left Bethesda being like, oh yeah, it's, like it's playable. Like it's a, it's a game. It's there. Oh no,
1: yeah. I I have much more faith in that than some other stuff. Can I just rapid fire a bunch of games and I want to. Yeah. See- Yes or no. Is this coming out this year? Are okay. Ready? Oh, we already know Pikmin. That's that's a yes. uh, yeah, little that's devil that. inside. Sure. Yes. Stalker Two. heart of Chernobyl. Uh, no, I really I, like
0: I I would love to say yes, but I don't think it I don't think it hits this year. Metal Slug
1: Tactics. Sure. We got a release date on Goodbye Volcano High. Very good. Yep. Mortal Kombat 12. No, but but the president of Warner Brothers said it was coming out this year. Was it coming out this year or is it coming out this fiscal year? I think since it's an American company, their fiscal year is the calendar year. It's not like Japan where it's like, april
0: to april i I don't know like like, well it's like obviously like it is dependent on the corporation but i think a lot of companies in the west do like where they move everything three months um but i yeah like i don't know maybe but like all right uh, we haven't seen anything, right? Like I don't. Even, I. I mean, I. It's not like I have the my ear to the ground like all the time, but I feel like I haven't even heard anything about it. Like any, like oh, in this game they're doing. They're do- here's what they're doing. So uh,
1: the worst kept secret is that they have been working on MK12, MK11. Of course, when it got announced to its release was like a four month window. Like it was real quick. It was like it's real. It's coming. Here's the date. Let's go. So I could see that happening, uh which is why I drafted it in my fantasy league uh for an egregious amount of money. Uh, final fantasy 16 makes it oh yes
0: yes 100 percent. it makes it like is it possible that they they do one of those like um like one month delays like oh we th- we thought it was here but really like if we get like
1: four weeks july or, weeks, or august yes, yeah like, like yeah, that's fine
0: i i think that yeah. like they they might push a month or two but yes i think it absolutely comes out uh final fantasy
1: 7 rebirth
0: no i don't think that comes out Thank this you. year at all i mean like it's it's Thank always you. like well theoretically possible but i
1: i really don't think that it will two final fantasies in one year is insane uh armored core six <sighs> uh, f- no, there's no one. No,
0: I like like maybe, but like I if uh, I think it probably leans no with like it's I would probably put it like sixty percent no, forty percent yes. Uh,
1: Spider-Man Two is hitting this year for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, because
0: yeah. I think it's been it's been long enough to give them time to do the thing. Yeah, uh, Hellblade Two. Um, I don't know. Like, I I, I guess if I had to I pick it between it. the two, I would say no. But like, I but like I, I feel like I just don't know enough about it to
1: really to 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 say anything because I
0: feel like they have they they brought it out, they showed a trailer, and it's
1: kind of been like nothing since then right it's been two trailers one of them like had quote unquote gameplay which looked so good it didn't look like gameplay but good because um, it's, it's a it's ue5 right yeah, i think so uh last of us multiplayer game no no i'm gonna there's say no. no way there's no way uh assassin's creed mirage
0: yeah that'll come out
1: right. dead island 2 apparently is real that has a release yeah date. that'll come out lol um there's a few others i had i'm looking at this, this list of, of games that is coming alan out. wake 2 no alan wake 2 is not coming out i bet uh i don't know man no they said they I were like an Alan alpha. <laughs> there's no way that game's hitting this year. I'm sorry. I, Next year, it not this year. And I love I Alan Wake, but no, it's, it's not coming out this year. Maybe
0: I would. I mean, listen, I would be very happy if it came out this year.
1: So would I. It's not happening. uh Hollow Knight still Song.
0: Um, solely out of uh, like for the for the uh, for the long. Damn it! it better no.
1: It better. They said it was coming soon.
0: Okay. I know that um, it, like it's people just cried tears every time that eh, there's any announcement of like eh. it, it, it. Like honestly, it could be Microsoft. It could be Sony. It could be Nintendo. It could be. Uh, Uh, Nvidia having a conference if there's if there's a place where things could be announced people are like crying that Silk Song isn't on there or whatever I cry every time uh and finally The Wolf Among Us 2 I'm gonna say no because I'm, I I do think that the, I I do think that they are targeting this year for the expanse um which is like that so that, that's a telltale it's it's being published by telltale and I think I, my understanding is like it's using the telltale tool so obviously like the telltale corporation is involved but that is a deck 9 game those are the people who have made some of the life is strange uh games so I think that te- if telltale is going to put out the game it is going to be this year it is going to be the expanse I think well of moment among us two
1: would not be this year i agree so i honestly don't know what this fall is going to have but it might just be forza starfield spider-man uh mk12 that's it Maybe yeah, one, i mean one other unannounced thing and that's yeah
0: I never played the 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 like expansion pack
1: for MK11. Is it good? Oh, absolutely, yes. Everything about the Mortal Kombat games for the last thirty years, outside of the actual playing of the game, have been incredible, and I love them all. But like, I'm a Street Fighter guy, so I always prefer Street Fighter gameplay. But yes, the the aftermath expansion, the story stuff, the characters they added, Shrek's kiss.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like I like it. Like, I I I'm, I liked those. Like, I sp- like obviously, like I had played the earlier MK games, um, and then I, and then I like most people i didn't really play the like ps2 gamecube xbox era games i did good stuff um but like mk9 mk10 mk11 like goddamn those games are really good yeah um, uh, the other, things I went and I saw a play, uh, I've been trying to support local theater here. Um, uh, they did a play, uh, recently at the Kent County Theater Guild here in Kent County, Delaware. And, um, it's right here in Dover and, uh, saw a play called Vanities, which is, it's a, it's a nice, like, tight three-person play and, the very fun thing about it is that it's kind of like vignettes. Um Like, but probably, uh, maybe you wouldn't call them vignettes because they're longer. It's like three acts, but they're relatively short acts, but you see... <coughs> You see them get ready and change characters because they're in different eras. They're the same three characters in three different eras. And part of the, the thing, the pacing of the play is there's like small intermissions between them. Like maybe like, let's say like five to 10 minutes, depending so that they can get ready and do costume changes and stuff. But like the lights dim at the end of the act. And then like the van, there are, there are three vanities because I can't get it. It's vanities like the object and vanities like, you know, you're acting vain or whatever. Um, um, and they're getting prepared, like, kind of in front of the audience. Like, they'll go back behind, like, the the curtain and, like, like change out of clothes. But then they'll come in and, like, redo their makeup and, like, adjust themselves to be in character or whatever. And kind of in front of the audience. I thought that was really neat. And I just wanted to call that out. That I thought it was a – it's a it's a neat little thing to, like, make your intermission between acts, like, part of the theater-going experience. It was, it
1: was good. It was cool. Go what was the last over. time you saw a play? Uh... What was the last time I saw a, it was probably pre yeah it was, it was like a few days before the pandemic shut life down and it was a uh, book of Mormon oh my views are gonna
0: go see book of Mormon this year
1: yeah yeah I was I was really good and that was a few days before the pandemic it was for my birthday
0: Ugh, miserable I mean I no um, got
1: sick I mean it was like you know the city was empty was,
0: no 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 no. but it's just like you have like this fun time and then it's like slam like everything just shuts down like oh no I was just having a good time pretty much um, the last thing before we, we wrap up uh, dropout. Have you? Uh, we we've been talking. We shared some stuff. Um, have you been uh, enjoying anything on on Dropout?
1: I literally only had time to watch the one episode, and again, half of it like I had already seen through like clips online. Mm-hmm. Uh, and otherwise, I've just been watching Poker Face and Oscar movies and playing games and traveling, and it's just been like not at the top of my list of things to get to, which sucks. But P-p-p-
0: it is. Poker Face. Um, let's wrap this sucker up. Jared, where can people find you on the internet? At Jared Russo on Twitter. Check that out. If you want to see what I do, head over to GrantBrunner.com for The Weekly Roar. I'm Grant Brunner. And I'm Jared Russo. Have a good one.